What's up, my friends? Welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so excited that you are here. We've got a great show for you today. Father Anthony Sharapa joins me for some great conversations uh, that I kind of thrust upon him, and he just kind of, you know, had to go with the flow. Uh, we talked about um, what is sacrilege? Are we doing sacrilege? Um, and I um, proposed that a recent song that came out is the most sacrilegious song that I have ever heard. Uh, we also talk about the opposites. We talk about some very holy things and some very holy places. Father Anthony sh shares um, why go on any pilgrimage, why going to holy sites makes us feel closer to God and like why it's a good experience. Uh, he talks about some of his favorite places in Assisi and Rome, which is the pilgrimage that we are taking next June. We'd love for you guys to join us. Uh, we also talk about the guy who invented the term YOLO and how it means something different than we might understand it today. And finally, we play our imitate, intercess, or ignore game with our favorite saints whose feast days are in this month, November. So we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you do, please hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss uh, all the great stuff that we have going on here on on the podcast and our YouTube channel. Thank you guys and enjoy today's show. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Donaldson Chirapa. How are you, Father Anthony? I'm doing all right. How are you, Taylor? I'm doing well. Um, I had a very productive day this morning as a fly flies into my face. Yeah. Welcome also to the fly. Yeah. All the listeners at this fly that just flew into my face. Uh, I had a very productive morning this morning. I like ran errands and I like never run errands. Like mm -hmm. I got a bunch of new stuff. I got this new background for the show. Do you like it? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, reminiscent of the old background, uh, but it's a little bit new. So it's good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's helping with shadows. There's, uh, Yeah, it's not as shiny. There's a very shiny wall behind me, so I have to put something <laughs> that captures light on behind it. Um, I, I went to, let's see, all the places that I went today. I went and uh, returned things at the UPS store. I um, bought this I, uh, at a fabric store. So me and like all the women over 95 hung out in Joanne's Fabrics this morning. Nice, nice. Uh, I felt very out of place. Um <laughs> I went to, to Walmart, bought a bunch of stuff, went to Chick-fil-A. I went and bought stamps. I went and bought Powerball tickets. So as y'all are listening to this, I might be a billionaire by now. Who knows? You know? Maybe. <laughs> uh, if I'm a billionaire, this show probably didn't release it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have bought a fancier priest with that money. <laughs> Absolutely, as you should. Um, uh, I went and got my oil changed. Like it's just a very productive day today. I didn't do any work stuff, but very productive. How's your day been going? Good, busy. Uh, we had you know mass funerals, uh, meetings, that sort of thing. A uh, regular priest day, to be honest. Uh, but things are going all right. Mass funerals and and uh, paperwork sounds boring. Your life is way more boring than mine. I mean, I got to hang out with the old ladies at Joanne's. Your life is boring. I mean, if you want to hang out with old ladies, I mean, I do that literally all the time. That's yeah, it's the funerals. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. Mm. Um, speaking of that kind of, uh, you know, just the great stuff that we bring you every week. I want to thank people for leaving good reviews to um, 
cover up a bad review that we got. People have been very, very kind. Uh, we got another one, uh, another bad review. So, uh, like, it just – we didn't get any reviews. And then we got one bad review. And then I asked people very kindly, hey, can you go leave some reviews to cover up that bad one? And then people gave a bunch of five-star reviews, a bunch of really kind people. So thank you for that. And then on top of that one, uh, the newest one we have is a one-star review. And it was like uh, – they're having a really good time, but I'm not. And I'm like, man, I totally feel that. Like, I mean, I, I totally understand walking into a room, everybody's having a good time, and you're not. It's like, I understand that you're curmudgeon and you, you can't have fun when other people are having fun, but like that one star is for you, buddy, not for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you get the one star. It's you get the one star. You who are so bad at friends. Yeah, I'm not, as, I'm not as worried about that one. So um, today I want to... Um, talk about something that some people have accused us of doing. Are you ready for this? What, what have they accused us of? Today, I would like to talk about sacrilege. Oh, have we, has, has this podcast been accused of sacrilege before? I, I think so. Um, what, what's, um, what would be your definition of sacrilege, Father Anthony Sharapa? Desecration of a sacrament. Desecration of a sacrament. I, it's, a, it's a very specific very specific thing. Do you think that's the Catholic definition? Because I, I have a more broad understanding. I, of I assume so. Like that's like like otherwise it's like irreverence or something like that. Sacrilege is a really big accusation in my book. Uh, okay, so I, I thought it was a little less. I'm mean, not less severe, but less specific. I thought it was okay. just like desecration of holy things, right? Yeah, so I not mean, just sure. the sacraments, but like you know, if you're being sacrilegious, you're making you know. Like taking the Lord's name in vain, making fun of priests, making fun of mass, making fun of bishops or whatever. Like I've heard all that stuff being called sacrilege. Would you agree or no? Yeah, no, uh, I've, I've heard that. But people throw around big words for little things. Hey, I got to back up. This this guy who um, uh, gave you the one-star review, I think this guy just goes around giving Catholics uh, one-star reviews because he's definitely giving my podcast a one-star review as well. So he's just a cranky person. Uh, his general. review of y'all's was these two guys are not enjoying themselves and neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something something like that. Yeah. I was like, but anyway, yeah. I mean Oh, uh, I mean I like if someone says something sacrilegious, fine, whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's like when so people call everything a heresy when technically certain things aren't heresies. There's different kinds of bad, but sure. So I'm usually not bothered by I, I, let's let's put it this way. I usually don't take something as sacrilegious that some people might think would be sacrilegious. Like okay, my yeah. my barometer for that, I think from working in the church and being in the church, it's I feel like it's one of those things that like if me and you can kind of poke fun, like we've poked fun at things like in the scriptures before, right? Yeah, Where we yeah. take a story and we're like, hey, this is hilarious. Like there was a good example from this last weekend's mass. I'm sad I didn't pick it up. Jennifer, who helped, who's helped te teaching our foundations course. I know some of y'all watch those videos on YouTube. Um she noticed that in the in the first reading this this past weekend from Maccabees, where the 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 guy or the kids are all dying, right? They're yeah. all being you know killed for their their faith, and it says first that the kid walked up, stuck out his tongue and his hands, and then he yeah. gave this eloquent speech. But if he has his tongue out, his eloquent speech was. I did have the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. My thought really? was. My my first thought my my first thought about the hands and the tongue was like if I did that to you as the priest giving communion it's like uh, uh. <laughs> like Sometimes, what do you do I have my hands out and my tongue out what are you supposed is, to do <laughs> this has happened before either by accident or people yeah people sometimes throw me off with what they're going to do or they switch up at the last second like they don't have their hands up at all 
And so I go to place on their tongue, and they get really offended, then stick out their hands. It's like, well, you gave me the wrong signal. This is not my fault. This is totally your fault. So it does happen. Yeah, loser. It's totally your fault. No, it's all their fault. And also, they try to, like, say amen after they stuck out their tongue, and they'll go, "Uh, amen. (laughs) It's like, uh, that was funny. Yeah, silly, silly people. Um, My my biggest takeaway was, you know, he gave his eloquent speech – Yes. And then everybody in attendance, even the people killing him, were like so uh, amazed by what he said. And then the next sentence is, and then he died. Anyways, the next brother, like it was just, his death was so valiant. Moving on to the next person. There's more brothers. There's a whole like line of brothers. Got to keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Torture death. Torture death. Torture death. So like that kind of stuff is what we do here on the show. Like we have some fun around some religious things. But I don't think it's sacrilegious, right? I think there are some Catholics who have con- like who have said that we take the jokes and stuff a little sure. too I far. I thought you were right? going to say this podcast is more like torture and death. That's but they, yes, no, we sometimes make fun of things. Sure. No, we're the only Catholic podcast that doesn't sound like that Maccabees kid trying to talk while having his tongue sticking out. The of his only mouth. one agreed. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of like, like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me because that's how I think. And that's kind of what the show is, is like, they're trying to have some fun around some faith-based stuff. Um, but every now and then, uh, especially like in our, our pop culture, things can go too far, right? Like mm-hmm. I think, um, one that I thought was too far that everybody thought was too far was like the little Nas X having like satanic shoes with blood in them or whatever. It's like, okay, man, like that's, that's a little too far, right? <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to, to music, like, I, I, I can often appreciate art for being art. I'm not expecting art to be my theology, <laughs> right? Sure. Um, so, like, songs, you remember the song, it was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago now. Time's a weird thing because, uh, you know, the last two years have been all wonky. But, yeah. Um, you remember that song, Take Me to Church, I Worship Like a Dog at the Shrine of Your Lies. Do you remember yeah, that yeah. song? Yeah, there yeah. were so many Catholics that were like, oh, this is so bad. It's making the church look bad. It's making priests look bad. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I could kind of relate to it after some church hurt and being hurt by some people in the church. It's like, I'm not, he's not promoting the church, but it's kind of like, uh, I can relate with this, this, this person in this scenario through his art. So I wasn't bothered by it. Do you remember, sure. like, do you, do you remember that song enough to know, like, did you have a problem with it? I, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't care for that kind of stuff, but I don't get like all riled up about it at the same time. It's like, okay, someone made a dumb song. Great. Uh, good, good for you. Good. I'm going to go listen to something else. Right. That's kind of how I usually choose. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You said something wrong about the church. That's kind of like everyone, everyone, everywhere does that. Right. Good. Good for you for being edgy or whatever. Yeah. There's another one from the, from the women's side of the table. Um, Ariana Grande, who I think might be my favorite pop artist ever. She's mm-hmm. incredible. And I, she sounds as good as she looks. I just am a huge fan of Ariana Grande and uh, Ariana Venti, her o- older sister, not as cool. Yeah. Yeah, one-star review for this podcast. One-star review <laughs> for that joke. Yikes. Um, but she had a song called uh, called God is a Woman, right? And, like, if you just said that statement, God is a woman, like, from Christian tradition, like, he calls himself father. Jesus was a man. God is not a woman. He is either non-gendered or when he has tried to gender himself, he has been a he, not a she. Like, there have been times where it's been like, oh, Mother Earth and mother, you know, motherly attributes, Old Testament, right? Sure, sure. Uh, fine. Like, I, I get that, right? Um, but people are getting really mad about it, saying that God is a woman. And I'm like, 
if you listen to the song, it's not really what she's saying. She's saying that in the in a certain moment, when a when a man and a woman really love each other, that after you'll believe for a moment that God is woman. It's like okay, I can again art wise, I can understand where you're coming from. Okay, um, those two songs that bothered most of Christendom did not bother me. There's a song that just came out that I think might be the most satanic song ever. <laughs> wow. That's I mean, a big claim. Most satanic pop song ever. I mean, I'm sure okay. Satan worshipers have songs that are like, uh, <laughs> the opposite of hallelujah to yeah. Satan or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually the name of the, one of the singles from the band. <laughs> yeah, we the like opposite. Satan a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> we like Satan a bunch. Uh, but th- there's a song that is incredibly catchy, constantly stuck in my head. And incredibly, like just everything about the song, it's just an earworm and it's eating away at who I am because I hate this song and I sing it 18 times a day because it's constantly stuck in my head. Uh oh. Sam Smith Unholy is the most satanic pop song that I think has ever come out. Oh, really? I, I see, I am, have not heard this song because I live in a box. <laughs> a box? Why a, not a bubble? Well, like, why? Like, <laughs> you know what? Because I was, uh, I forgot the word for bubble. <laughs> and then I uh, just had to had to finish up the sentence, you know, and uh, thought of a container box. It was. So uh, this song, incredibly catchy. It got really popular on TikTok before it came out like to the public or whatever. Is that just how music works now? Yeah. yeah. So if you release your songs as clips on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, incredibly catchy. I, I actually like I was jamming to the song. Because there, there's even a TikTok that's very famous um, and, like, used as well as the song. Because then this is how the TikTok goes. Because, like, you can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's, yeah. the, that's the TikTok yeah. thing, right? Um, um, so it's mommy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. And I couldn't even understand the word unholy. It's the name of the song, which I didn't realize until the song came out. Right. Okay. So like, yeah. The crux of the song, the title of the song, it's literally called unholy. Right. Mm-hmm. So like just from the title of the song alone, it's like, I'm not immediately judging it because it's like, uh, you know, take me to church or God is a woman. It's like, I didn't take those things at face value. And I actually kind of dug into and be like, okay, I can get why people are frustrated, but like, it doesn't bother me. Right. Okay. This one, the more I dug into it, the more I was like, oh, like Satan's behind the, like he's pulling the strings. Like he's the reason this song is number one. So oh. the, I watched the video, which okay. I wish I could take back. <laughs> oh no, Taylor, what are you doing to yourself? Um, like, like most pop videos, it's like, you know, there's people scantily clad, stuff like that. Okay, fine. Like that stuff doesn't really bother me, but whatever. Um, but when they started doing the sign of the cross, these people who are clearly not believers, right? Um, doing the sign of the cross every time they said unholy. Yeah. I'm just like, like that's the definition of sacrilege. Like you're taking something that yeah. is a religious symbol, a religious prayer and saying the words unholy and doing unholy things while it's happening. There's satanic imagery. It's all bathed in red. There's like, they're literally people wearing like 
demon ears? I don't. What are they called? Horns? Horns? <laughs> Why are we so bad at words today? No, is, Horns, I, I want to know now. Is that how they hear? Yes. <laughs> Do they have other ears? <laughs> I assume so. I don't know. Are they like bats? <laughs> like it sonar? Just, with that's their... that's more like so they can pick up internet. That's their Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly oh, that. all that five G down in hell. <laughs> yes, all the five G in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about, you know, the song is about, you know, a man and a woman, and they're, uh, she doesn't know that he's cheating on her, and you think it could be a woman. It after the video, it might be a guy, and mm-hmm. then. The woman at the end turns out to be a guy. Like, I, it, I was so confused. And like, Sounds confusing. <laughs> the whole like gender confusion thing, I was incredibly confused. Like, the whole <laughs> video was confusing. And uh, I just noticed that like my entire thing is b- b- bathed in bl- red light. <laughs> oh, I yes. Red oh, background okay, yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's why I wear the hat so that my ears slash horns don't show. There you um, go. It, it really bothered me. And it bothers me even more that the song is so catchy that I keep singing it every day, even though I have decided I hate this song. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. That's a lot of times Christians can get all riled up about music, and I understand why because it is a very powerful thing. That's why we use music in liturgy. That's why we use it in prayer. That's why religions have kind of always used music. There's something uh, powerful about it, uh, and just like anything that is kind of powerful or moving in that way. You can use it for bad stuff or for good stuff. Uh, and it's tough because at one hand, there is a subjective nature to music, right? Whether you like the song, whether you it makes you feel a certain way, but also there seems to be something objective about it as well. And trying to parse that, you know, can be difficult. Uh, but when you have lyrics like that, it's pretty, <laughs> right. pretty, pretty objective what's going on in the music video. It's, it's, right. that's, that's, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's not good. I just like, and it's one of those things that I knew that if it bothered me, like if you yeah. if you got it to bother me, like there's something really wrong with this, right? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's weird. And okay, so uh, on on the sacrilege stuff. So where's the line then, right? Because obviously I have my own line, but that does, like I and I tend to think that I'm right on stuff, but clearly. I don't have a perfectly formed conscience. Uh, I'm not a completely holy person. Uh, so I could be wrong, but obviously I'm making the decision that I think is best, right? So yes. like I have my line, and my line is somewhere between Ariana Grande and Unholy by Sam Smith, right? Um, some people's lines a little bit before. Like all three of those songs are bad. Some people's lines is they don't care at all. Like, I, I, like what is the line of, for sacrilege for somebody who is a Catholic? Like when... When am I, com- I don't know if committing is the right word, committing a sacrilege, saying sacrilege. Um, I-, I just don't know where that line is. I think, you know, if you're trying to draw a line at where sacrilege, then you've done something wrong already. Uh, we don't have to go all the way to figure out whether something we enjoy as sacrilege should be like, is this worth it? Is this beneficial to me? Is this a good thing? Um when it comes to music, leisure, how you spend your free time, these sort of things, like, um, there, it's not like you only have so many options. It's not like there's only like five songs in the world you have to listen to. Like, why would you put yourself at risk to be desensitized to certain things? It doesn't seem worth it. You don't have to go all the way 
to like, oh, is it sacrilegious? Like, or is it okay? I, I think a lot of times when, when people keep going back and forth whether a book is um, good for them to read or not, and they get nervous about it, some of that can be scrupulosity, and some of that that's that's the difficult thing to navigate. Uh, but in general, it's like if if you're getting stressed out about whether or not this thing is good for you, then why are you doing it? You're stressing yourself out worrying about whether or not this book or this movie or this video game is, is good for you. Then you just go find something else. It's not like we have like only three entertainment options. So I would just suggest that you don't worry about drawing the line at sacrilege. Go go back earlier in the process <laughs> to figure so, uh, out how this movie worthwhile. But but it's it's too late for that because I've already it, 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 like taken in all of these things, right? So there's this scripture about <laughs> Like there's something, something scripture about uh, the sin isn't what goes in, but what comes out, right? Sure. So I'm less worried about the things that come into my life and more about the things that are going out, like things that I say, things that I do. Um, I like so there's I, I guess I'm thinking of things that that people could accuse me of saying were sacrilegious, like on this show, right? Like mm-hmm. and and every now and then it is like I am I'm one I'm either pushing the boundaries for an entertainment purpose or I'm pushing the boundaries for some kind of theological purpose, right? I'm like trying to like see where it, what, like, and kind of test my understanding and the audience and understanding of certain things. So like when I say something, I mean, it's, this one's clearly a joke, but it's something like that. Something that, that we, you know, has been a theme of the show. It's like Jesus never apologized uh, and I need to be like Jesus in every way. So I'm never going to apologize. Like right. that's like, is I know it's like, it's quote unquote, just a joke. Right. But mm-hmm. is that, is that a one out of ten on the sacrilegious scale? Like, I it, like, like it's stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, or where we make fun of priests, which could be seen as sacrilegious. Or we make fun of things that happen in mass. Or we make fun of things that happen in the scriptures, right? Um, that's more what I'm worried about: is the things that come out of my mouth, not the things that are going into my eyeballs. The thing is, the things that go into your eyeballs can affect what comes out of your mouth as well, right? It's it's. Um, yes, but my point is, I've already watched all of that. I'm, I'm still worried about the things coming out. <laughs> yeah, you keep that's going fair. back to the thing I don't care about at all. <laughs> well, I think that's. I mean, we. It, I think that's important, though. Um, but anyway, so then, what's your question then? Where, where things end up on that sack? So you've you flooded your your brain with all these things that aren't good, and now you're worried about what happens next. It's like, well, first of all, don't flood yourself with stuff that's not good. Ah, um, stop it! Stop repeating the same thing. But what what comes out of a Catholic person's mouth that is sacrilege? Uh, I think it has to do with you know is humor being used to celebrate something? Is humor being used to um, put a new lens onto something? Is it done out of love or is it done out of malice, degradation, trying to make something unserious? I think that's whether or not what you're saying is it. Um, is appropriate or not. And I think there's there's limits depending on how um, holy the thing is. Uh, you know, little traditions, little Catholic quirks and stuff, that stuff's very fair game. You can make fun of Catholics being goofy about how they genuflect or, you know, what they eat on Fridays. That kind of, that stuff's not that big a deal. Uh, when you get into the sacraments or we get to some of the things about the Lord, uh, then you have to be a little bit more careful. Not everything's up for grabs. Uh, but even when you are joking about those things, like is it done in celebration or, or is it done in some sort of derogatory way? Does that make sense? It does. It does. And that, that, 
helps because I think that like I don't know, put an arbitrary percentage, like eighty to ninety percent of what I say on the show, off the show, when I'm just ta- talking with people or whatever. It's like I'm mostly trying to represent the church well, right? Sure. But every now and then, if I get my feelings hurt or if I don't really, I really don't like something, I think maybe ten to twenty percent of the jokes that I make might be at the detriment of sure, <laughs> the sure, church or, or whatever whatever I'm making fun of, right? Because I, So I think, you know, what's the, like, every joke has some truth to it, right? I think most of my jokes are jokes, and some of them have some truth behind them, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that is a good line. You know, it comes down to um, intention, right? And I think one thing that's that's um, that I've thought about that kind of, like, helps me feel safe to, you know, talk the way that I do is that, I think, you know, I've been doing this for seven years and like the audience has come to know me, right? And I think f- most people that know, have listened to me or know me, know that it's mostly coming from a good place, right? Sure. For, the, for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, I'll lash out every now and then, but like for the most part, it's like we're doing it like, 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 like what you were saying, right? The jokes for the, and ending up building up the faith and thinking about things in a new way. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm wondering, I'm like, you know, in seven years, like I, I could probably look back and he, listen to things from the show, watch things from the show and be like, I don't know, that might have been sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, I think it does change uh, depending on your faith journey as well. There are some things that I would find funny or acceptable or not that big a deal that now I just like to have no time for. Um, so sometimes you kind of learn through that or yeah, yeah. So I think that at, at, that can be a test as well. <laughs> After you pray more, is this thing still funny? Like, uh. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's why I don't pray about things I say on the show. <laughs> this is all straight from my mind. <laughs> oh, shot to the heart. You're too flame. You give Catholicism a bad name. <laughs> um, I was going to say something, and then you punched me in my throat. What was I going to say? Oh, man. You said something <laughs> Sorry, great. I didn't mean to. Actually, I'm not sorry. Good. Um, wow. Yeah, they just threw a complete wrench into my heart because now it's I... It's very I, rare that this happens, <laughs> where I throw you off your, your game. <laughs> well, it's, got, it's the whole point is I do the show from my head and not from my heart, and then you just punch me in my heart and it open, and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> that's, that's good. That's what I like to do. Oh... I, I have no idea. I just completely lost. Maybe you should pray about what you say on the show, Taylor. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun for me. <laughs> okay. It's not fun. It's good for you, but I don't know if it's fun. Coming to you next week on For the Catholic, is prayer fun? Do you think prayer is fun? Do I think prayer is fun? It can be. Um, it's not always fun, but there are times when like, I'm really enjoying prayer and looking forward to it and excited about it. And it's kind of fun. Not fun in the same way other things are, but like there is that kind of, there can be that kind of levity and joyfulness and almost silliness to, to it sometimes when I'm praying. Uh, but other times it's just discipline. Other times it's more intense. Other times it's super angry. I think it encompasses all those things. All right. I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Um, part of it for me, I, I make fun of you. I make fun of my friends way more than I make fun of thing, people I'm not close to or things I don't care about. Right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's true, but that's kind of how I feel about sacrilege stuff. It's like we can do it. Like Catholic yeah. memes pages that make fun of Catholics, perfectly yes. fine. Mm-hmm. But like Protestant pages making fun of Catholics, not okay. Sam Smith <laughs> taking satanic stuff 
and you know taking our stuff and making it satanic not okay right yeah. so like i think there's something about being close to something or having a heart for something and that, i think that's the point i was trying to make it's like mm-hmm. that, that people that have been listening to the show like know that my heart is mostly mostly okay um yeah. and just now opened unexpectedly <laughs> but i think there's something to that and like i don't know like I don't think that's something the church would say. I think that they would say that sacrilege is sacrilege despite who's saying it or not. But that's just how I like naturally am inclined to think about it. Do, like do you think that has anything to do with sacrilege at all? I think there's there's probably there's definitely an objective line when it comes to like sacrilege. Like you are like even if you try to do this in good humor, you just can't. Like uh if you were to like try to make a crack about the Blessed Virgin Mary, like probably depending off on like limits. yeah off limits you can't, you can't do that with mom like you can do like there's certain things that are like just no no like any kind of joke about the eucharist being a cookie i'm going to just become enraged by that um i think there are some objective limits to stuff um that it's uh too profound um yeah so i think there's i think there's an objective and a subjective side to this um Good. I'm yeah. more confused than ever about sacrilege, and I have no idea whether we can should continue the show or not. <laughs> well, let's let's at least do two more segments. How about that? I mean, like we're literally gonna play a game in two segments where we're gonna ignore one out of three saints. Like, is that okay? Like, That's okay. There's too many saints anyway. You can't you can't pay attention to all of them. Come on. All right. Well, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Forte Catholic, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> Advent is right around the corner, and we would like to invite you to join Sister Miriam James Highland on a healing journey during Advent using her book, Behold, a Guided Advent Journal for Prayer and Meditation. In this beautiful guided journal for prayer, uh, Sister Miriam James, uh, a salt sister, author of the best-selling book, Restore, will walk with you as you explore familiar wounds with the help of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I feel like I'm cussing when I say that, but I promise you that I'm not. Behold features stunning original art by Josiah Henley of Heart of Jesus, uh, or Jesus, uh, whichever uh, pronunciation you enjoy. It's a free weekly, uh, there's free weekly companion videos, a downloadable discussion guide, and other resources make this book perfect for your parish-wide individual um, or book club leading up to Christmas. Each week, Behold will focus on a different theme, uh, motherhood, fatherhood, childhood, and the stable. So let your let the Holy Family be your light through this Advent as you receive the healing power of Christ. The link is in the description to get the book today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is Father Anthony Donald Chirapa. Two and a half stars for the middle name. Uh, I liked it. I like my Italian middle names. Donald's really oof. That's a oh, rough Donny boy. Oh <laughs> no. The pipes. Oh no. Okay. All right. So. Um, we talked about unholy and sacrilege in the last segment and got absolutely nowhere. So let's try to talk about holy things again, because maybe that's what we're better at. Um, You and I are going to uh, Rome, Assisi, Tuscany. We're going to Italy on pilgrimage and we want everyone to join us. That people, that people listening, people from your parish, people from my parish, friends, family, whoever would like to join us for the slash travel or um, the, the URL you kept giving out on 
So clerically speaking. I'm really bad at like impromptu promos. I should have written something down. I didn't. I'm trying, but I'm just bad at that stuff. Yeah, you were like selectinternationaltours.com backslash forward slash forte <laughs> slash tour slash pilgrimage slash fourteen twelve dot org slash com dot VA. And I'm like, fortecatholic.com slash travel. And then the next one, you fixed it. But would you like to remind me? What you called this show? Did you call it Catholic Forte? <laughs> you like- did, and it pissed me off. Because, again, you don't know this, but it's what everyone that has some kind of understanding of what this is yeah. call it Catholic Forte. And it doesn't bother me when they do it. But when you did it, you've been on the show for five years. What's wrong with you? And I feel like you're, here you are doing this kind thing for me. You're promoting the trip on your vastly superior and more popular podcast. And all I'm, all I can be is frustrated. <laughs> I should be thankful, but you, you keep messing with me, and I don't know what to do. No, no, that's fair. Um, uh, that's that's um. A lot of my life has been A for effort, <laughs> F for execution. It's kind of been a lot of my just existence. Like, oh, father, you, you, you tried. You tried to give a homily. That was nice. Okay. I tried so hard. Can't seem to get away from misery. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that song, tired of running and ducking. Quit running then, especially when I ain't did nothing. Do something then. If people are already chasing you, you might as well have done something wrong. Okay. Um, that's again, we're talking about unholy things. Let's talk about holy okay. things. So we're, yes. we're taking this trip, uh, a Forte Catholic pilgrimage, or as you would like to call it, a Catholic Forte pilgrimage, uh, to Italy in uh, late June of next year, June 19th through 29th. You can find that all at ForteCatholic.com slash travel. Uh, we've told people about it, but we haven't told people about the holiness of these sites because. I've never been there. This is my first time. And yeah. uh, people that get uh, go on the trip get to see me experience these things for the first time. And I get to experience them with a lot of you for the first time. Um, but you have been to most of these places. So um, I know that you very much like Assisi. So mm-hmm. why is Assisi a holy site? So like, like, my question ultimately is, like, why go on pilgrimage? Like, why is going to a holy site holier than me sitting in my living room right now like what we we whether it is or we feel that right so why go on pilgrimage at all i guess is my first question yeah it's it's kind of the whole sacramental imagination of catholics that's something about the physicality of a location of a place of a prayer helps reveal the spirituality behind it so there's something simply about going to the place where different saints walked or worked or um, you know, did their saintly thing, uh, where the bodies of certain saints are buried, that just helps us to pray. Uh, there's also something where it's like where if you are going to sacrifice your time and your money in order to grow closer to God, like God's going to be there for that. You know, um, so God's there more when you pay more money. Got it. Why do you think you have to pay money to light candles in the church? If you don't pay the money, the candles don't work, Taylor. Everyone knows this. So God loves rich people more than poor people. Only if the rich people give their money. It's got, okay. it's a percentage-wise. Yeah, I, I, so. I mean, honestly, that's kind of how I feel. I know it's not theologically accurate, but I think the very rich people in my parish that give more, I, I totally think he's blessing them more than he's blessing me. <laughs> Okay. No, but no. Seriously, any kind of like you know, money giving away money is a sacrifice, right? 
uh, giving away your time is a sacrifice. Uh, and uh, by offering sacrifice, the Lord always responds, you know, generously to those things. Um, so the, the part of it's that, and uh, it just helps the imagination in prayer as well. Uh, when you once you've actually seen Rome, you've seen Assisi, you've seen these places where the saints have walked. It's it's very helpful, um, and there's just a desire, a normal human desire, to be close to our family and friends. Like um, to go to the place where, like maybe your parents grew up, helps you understand them more. Same sort of thing where you go to the place where these saints grew up. It just helps you understand, connect with them more. Um, is it a necessary thing to get to heaven? Absolutely not. You know, you can you can. Be a oh, I want to say that it fortecatholic.com slash travel. If you don't go, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, <laughs> if it's something that you can do, it's, it really is a beautiful gift uh, to go on pilgrimage. And, and Christians from the very beginning have wanted to do this. I mean, Mary was, in a certain sense, the first pilgrim. There's a tradition of her that she would actually walk um, the, the steps that Jesus walked uh in jerusalem uh on the way to the cross after you know he had died she would retrace those steps that was the first stations of the cross was done by mary um <laughs> I, I just it, what's the one song that is sung during stations of the cross uh the sabbat mater at the cross or station keeping mary so it's okay what's the second song sung out there were uh, you there? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I just imagine somebody else doing it with her, and she's just like, yeah. yes, I was the only one there. All you people <laughs> ran away. I was there. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> um, okay, so um, why – I know you love Assisi. That you, we've talked about it before. You love Assisi. But mm-hmm. why Assisi, and then what's your favorite part um, in the – favorite place to go in the Vatican and why? Okay, is it wrong to say it's because of the vibes of Assisi? Like, it's it's – I don't Not like wrong, you- but possibly sacrilegious. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I don't like using this word to describe Catholic things, but it's Assisi's kind of magical. Just the everything from the geography of it to everything about it. My goodness. Just being there is just you feel something different when you're there. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, but more concretely, you get to see the little church where uh, St. Francis first rebuilt that church, thinking that God was very literally asking him to rebuild this chapel. And it's very funny. So you've got this tiny, tiny little church about the size of, like, my rectory room. And then this gigantic basilica is built over top of it. <laughs> so you've got a church in the church kind of deal. And it's like, I find that very funny. I don't know you why. You tried, St. Francis, but we can do it better. <laughs> exactly. It's like, that was cute, Frankie. But, uh, you know, this is a re- um, just Assisi itself is um, the town built on this, like, hill is really cool just walking through uh the little um alleyways and stuff it's it's gorgeous um the you have the church of saint Clair there the church of saint francis you have one of the oldest churches it used to be an old roman um temple that's been turned into a church as well you get to see where saint francis was um basically thrown in jail in his parents house by his dad you can see that little tiny room my goodness um also like the food's really good there too um, just uh, taking the train out to Assisi, uh, seeing the countryside is amazing. Um, it's it's a place that I just always want to spend more time there whenever I'm there. Well, good. We're going to spend, uh, I think, three days there. Uh, we're super start, exciting. Start in the Vatican, though. Which favorite place in the Vatican and why? Okay, yeah. Rome is amazing. Um, it's just a very cool, weird city. Um, it's it's not really built on a grid. So you can just be like traveling along these little alleyways, and all of a sudden there's this big piazza, this big uh, like open Mike area. Mike Piazza? 
Yes, Mike Piazza is there, and he's gigantic. Oh, he's so huge. He's such a big boy. Uh, so just just that part of a lot of parts of Rome. Also, like there were a few times I've gone to Rome where I'd be with a group, and I've been like, and I won't do this. I won't do this on our trip because I'm going to stay with the people who want to hang out with us. But I have just like disappeared from the group and just wandered around the city. And you're like, oh, here's a gigantic, gorgeous church. Let's check that one out. Sweet. It's really cool. Oh, what's, who's that dead saint? Oh, really cool. That's saint. What's his face? That's amazing. Okay, I'll keep walking around. Oh, my God. There's another church. This is amazing. So uh, many dead Catholics. Hooray. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite places. Uh, I was trying to, with a map, because I didn't have a phone working. I was my map and my eyeballs trying to find the, the church of the Jesu, which is where St. Ignatius is buried because St. Ignatius of Loyola uh, is one of my favorite saints and just kind of trying to find a place, trying to find it. And all of a sudden stumbling across it, going inside, seeing this gorgeous church, being able to pray before, uh, you know, his, where his body was, was super, super cool. Um, also, it's really even like, if be careful, there are some tourist trap places uh, in Rome, but even like the food that's a tourist trap is still pretty good. <laughs> but there are also right. like a lot of great restaurants. Like it's hard to go wrong. That McDonald's uh, will get you every time. <laughs> there is McDonald's by the uh, uh, Pantheon. At least there was. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just a really cool city to kind of get lost in. Um, and you'll you'll see as you get closer to the, like the Vatican to the Vatican City, um, the uh, St. Peter's is. The only way I can describe it is it's too big. Like you walk in there like this should not ex- this is how is this a possible thing? And there's you look around like there's so much stuff in this space. This is so big. What and it makes it breaks your brain. It's it's really really cool. There's nothing else like no other building I've been inside. Uh, it's just it's just very very big. Um, and you can see like the original Pietà. Um, even this I, I've been able to go to the sacristy because I'm a priest. Because I've said mass um, and been a part of masses in there, and even like a sacristy is gorgeous. Like everything about it is amazing, uh, and it's just very, very big. Um, and then, of course, uh, being able to actually see where Saint Peter is buried, and it's like historically speaking and scientifically speaking, like that's it. Like there's a ton of evidence that he's buried right underneath the main altar at Saint Peter's. Um, that's wild. It's like those are Peter's bones. That's wild. It's uh, crazy to know where a person from two thousand years ago spent. Right, like, like that's, that's it. That's insane. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And you go a little bit outside Rome, to where um, you know St. Paul outside the walls, where St. Paul. Uh, is, it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy. You feel really close to these people. Um, it reminds you how close they always are to you. That's the kind of the sacramental nature of a pilgrimage. Gotcha. So the saints aren't close to you until you go to Rome and then come back and then they stay with you forever. ForteCatholic.com slash travel to go on pilgrimage with us. We've got six people signed up already. And I know a lot of you have said, hey, we're interested. Just sign up. Just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. If you have questions, let me know. I'd love to, to talk to you about it. Um, reach out on social media or through the website, ForteCatholic.com. Again, that's ForteCatholic.com slash travel or that dumb URL that Father Anthony very kindly shared on his podcast. <laughs> And if you're going to go, this is the best way to do it with a group, with uh, people who can explain stuff to you. It really is a nice way to uh, experience Rome. It's easy for the first time. 
Yeah, and we're gonna ha- like we have guides that live there that are from there that can exactly e- explain everything to us. Uh, I mean, obviously, Father Anthony has some experience. I'm gonna be learning along with everybody in the group, so I'm I'm really excited. And I really um, want people to come with us. I'm just gonna be lying the entire time. I'm gonna be making stuff up about everything that we see. I'll be giving the alternate history to Rome and all the saints. It's gonna be great. I uh, I think that's sacrilegious. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, I heard something on uh, people who have been listening to the show know that one of my favorite podcasts is The Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos. She's a Harvard professor um, and she studies happiness. And I, I love the show because it, it's like it's showing scientifically how to be happier. And most of those things line up perfectly with what the church has said brings happiness and joy for years and years and years and years. Like <laughs> she, they're quoting the, the church fathers. They're quoting um, like Aqu- uh, not Aquinas. Uh, uh, Aerosol. Uh, Aristotle, Plato, like all, like all these things that like, you know, Christians have known how to find joy and happiness for years. And it's just very funny that there's this cutting edge science that's saying the same stuff that we've been saying for thousands of years. It's kind of cool. There you go. Uh, but it, it is, it's, it's a fun show and I really enjoy it. Um, they had Mickey Hart on the show the other day. Do you have any idea who Mickey Hart is? I do not know this person. Have you ever heard of the Grateful Dead? Yeah. Uh, they're known as the Saints in the Catholic world. Uh, yeah. But they're known as a band from like the 70s uh, in the American world. So uh, the Grateful Dead was was a band. And uh, do you know the term that Mickey Hart coined? Uh, I, I couldn't even name a song he wrote, let alone a term he coined, to be honest. Okay. No, I don't. He was the first person in around the 70s. He was the first person to coin the term YOLO. You all no. Yep. <laughs> yep, that word that took over millennials' uh, entire lives in like the mid two thousands to late two thousands, early twenty tens. Um, Yolo was by the drummer of the Grateful Dead, whose name is Mickey Hart, who's super old now. Yeah, that's that's wild. So when you hear Yolo, like what what does Yolo tend to mean in uh you know in our in our de- in today over the last decade? You yeah. know, I think it was popular when we were in when I was in college, you were in seminary, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like the a, a war cry that you shout before you do something incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I am about to do something dumb. I need to yell a word. The word I yell is YOLO. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it's this whole, like, you know, like every song from the 2010s was, you know, it's all about tonight. We only have tonight. It's all about what we do tonight and the people around us and uh, drinking and uh, drugs and on you know, women or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's, it's all about tonight. No repercussions tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, no dealing with our, our decision. Nope. We only live once and it's all about tonight. Um, but what's, what's really interesting is that that's not what Mickey Hart meant. That's what, you know, idiots 40 years ago <laughs> twisted it into meeting. And yeah. by idiots, I totally mean me and my friends. You know? oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Nothing better than yelling yellow before having your next drink. It's right. great. It's a great time. Um, what he meant is what most Christians would mean when they hear you only live once. Mm-hmm. You only get one life and you have to use it well. You have to, um, you know, like, like that, that's, that's what he meant. And what he meant was like he wanted to build something that lasts. He's like, you only live once, so I want to build something at last. Um, so, like, with the band, like, he was in a band that we're still talking about 50 years later, right? Yeah. Like, they lasted. They were very popular for a very long time. He's still popular enough to do interviews with on popular podcasts. Like, he built something that lasts, but also he talked about, 
like buying a, f- a farm in his older older age and like <laughs> building it up and building something that lasts right so um like it was just it really it was really interesting because it like it broke the like common understanding of yolo which is like you know let's just have another drink and not worry about the consequences and do whatever i want to right now no matter what happens right um like for me it's not like oh you only live once i'm gonna have another drink but for me it's like oh i only live once i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna order doordash right now when the repercussions (laughs) are i keep doing that and i'm getting fatter you know like that's (laughs) like i have to deal like there's there's repercussions for those choices right yes um but and then I think like the common understanding I was like you only get one life is like the common Christian understanding. So mm-hmm. like live well, don't sin, pray, go to mass. That was really- yeah. But his thing actually broke open so a, a new thing that I hadn't thought hadn't thought of, right? Where he talked about let's build something that lasts. Like he's hmm. talking about a legacy, right? And I was like, man, I want to build something that lasts. Like whether it, whether it's um like I want my life to to mean something, right? Like sure. I want to to. And so I started thinking about like from my family, like hopefully my kids outlive me, right? Like that's the yeah. goal of every parent. It's like that's something that will outlive me. Hopefully, um, w- whether it's Forte Catholic itself or just an impact that I can make on people and try to help move Catholic media forward in a, in a good way. May, hopefully, there's an impact there. Hopefully, the people that I work with in ministry. Hopefully, like their lives continue. You know. I impact their life, their life impacts their kids or their families or whatever, right? So, like, it, it, it was cool because, like, the YOLO of the, the, the common understanding is all about me. Mm-hmm. When the YOLO of his understanding is, like, I'm in this and I'm central in this, but it's on behalf of leaving something for after I'm gone. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was just, it was, just, it was like, revolutionary for me of, like, I want to build something that lasts. That's really cool. I I like the uh, Lonely Island interpretation of YOLO. I don't know if you saw the, like their uh, video where it's you only, you only live once, so you lock yourself in a padded room because you could die at any moment. You gotta be safe. <laughs> you only live once, which 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 I like as well. But getting back to this other thing about um, yeah, I mean, and, and the Christian. I think sometimes we have to be careful with this idea of, of legacy. Like, it's what you talked about, like, having, you know, raising your children to be good human beings that outlast you. Like, there's that that is the noble vocation of, of the parents, you know. Because ultimately that means that you are giving them the foundation that they need so that they pursue Jesus Christ in their life, that they accept his love and mercy, so you can all be happy in heaven one day. Like, that's great. I think the Christian always has to look at any kind of legacy with view in the view of eternity. So to establish and build something up in this world is only worthwhile if it helps get people to heaven. And that can be with things that are seemingly kind of small, you know, um, it, something like a podcast in view of eternity or 2000 years of church history doesn't seem very big, uh, but it can touch individual souls and souls last for forever. Uh, so in a weird way, even something silly like a podcast that if you um, build can have effects on eternity. So I think that that's the one little bit of a twist to uh, or addition to that idea because people can like there's a bunch of people we remember and have statues of like Genghis Khan. Like we all remember him. He had a legacy. I don't know if that helped him get to heaven, though. I don't know right. if he'll have a, like, like, mm, right? So uh, it might last a while in history, but won't last a while in eternity. Yeah. Um, the, the last point that 
that um, I got from from Mickey Hart on the Happiness Lab was he was talking about like if you're if you want something to last, you have to choose for it to last and like decide to be in something for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And what that did was it got rid of decision fatigue. He, you know, like decision fatigue is, is terminology that we have now. Um, but it's, you know, he, he realized it back then where he's just like, I'm just going to decide to do this thing and I'm sticking with it. And it takes the decision fatigue of like, what am I going to do today? How am I going to work towards this long, long-term goal instead of what am I doing with my life every single day and just being exhausted by that decision right um so he talked about like the band and like buying a a farm it's like that's not something you don't buy a farm on tuesday and be like "Eh, i'm not into it like thursday like that'd be stupid right like you Mm -hmm. buy a farm knowing like with the idea knowing that like you you want to be in this for the long haul um you think about like buying a house like or buying a car like all those things like you you don't get the value out of them that day but if you stay in a house for a long time it will grow in value um, I thought about marriage. Like when you're dating, there's decision fatigue. Do I want to date this person? Do I want to date that person? Do I want to, should I call this person? Should I not call this person? All that's gone when you get married, right? Mm-hmm. For a, a, a good Catholic marriage, it's like there's no decision on if we're staying together because we made that decision once. And, it, you know, we spent a, a, a year or two deciding whether or not we we're going to make the decision. Once we made the decision, we're in it for the long haul, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's, I'm I'm work, I'm working on this thing for the long haul when it, when it comes to the decision to have kids it's not like you're gonna like oh, i want to have a kid today ah oh, never mind i'm gonna you know, <laughs> take out my 10 year old you know like uh, as, as, even though there are days that i might want that we're in this for the long haul right yeah um and then like professionally it's like oh what should i be doing with my time like and i have found that like every now and then i have some decision fatigue on what i should be doing with my time and it's like i need to make those bigger overarching decisions on what what is the best that Forte Catholic should be doing? What should we be focusing on, right? Um, but the good news is, is like I've decided that I'm doing this Forte Catholic thing for the long haul, yeah. and it, like I don't have to decide: am I going to do this today? Am I going to do that? It's like I have stuff to do, you know. So um, I just thought that that was really interesting too. Like the, it wasn't the, you only live once. In the common common understanding of it means I'm just thinking about right now but when he right. said it it was I'm not I'm I only, I'm I'm thinking about this one decision that I'm going to think about re- really um really come to a decision on and then I'm not going to really have to think about it cuz I'm just going to keep going with that decision. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the freedom of a vocation. Um you say this one big yes and it it removes it's yes. actually very free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's even less Decision fatigue. I didn't have to even date anybody. The answer was like, nope, not doing any of that. No decisions. No, but seriously, it's uh, that it makes you free to pursue the thing that you ultimately want to pursue, uh, because you've you said this big yes, you've said no to other things, and you're just you just live your life in that way. It's actually one of the things that like um that helped me. I noticed that like in little things, um, when I'm when I have to do things that maybe interrupt my my schedule because I'm a priest. I have to go out and do an anointing or do this. Um, there's no weighing of like, should I go do that or not? It's like, well, I'm a priest time to go do the thing that priests do. And there's something actually incredibly freeing about that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, you've picked your thing or well, you're going to stick with it. I've picked my thing. I'm going to stick with, um, actually more. I, I got, you know, the professional stuff. I got my, uh, 
my my show here. I've got my family, and all those are wrapped up into one for you. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, YOLO, Father Anthony. <laughs> YOLO, indeed, good sir. All right, we'll be right back. With your help, we are inching closer and closer to becoming YouTube partners over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. We've already met all of the requirements for subscribers and consistency and all those things. The last thing that we need is total watch time in a year. So uh, since I've been mentioned to you, we started off with zero watch hours out of the 4,000 watch hours needed. With your help, we are up to 2,500 as of this week. So essentially all that means for you is go check out some of our videos on YouTube, watch them. Heck, you don't even need your eyeballs to watch them. Just hit play on a playlist and walk away. <laughs> Either way, we hope that you're enjoying the great content that we have over on YouTube. Let me tell you about some of it. Not only do we have full-length ep- uh, videos of our um, episodes of the podcast, we also have our foundation series, which is a Catholicism 101 teaching series that we are doing that we've been talking about a lot on the show. Uh, we are seven weeks through a 10-week series on basic things that Catholics need to know. So whether you're new to Catholicism or you've been around Catholicism a long time and want to brush up on some things me and uh, a couple other people, including uh, a few master's degrees, share about uh, just like 30-minute sessions on some of the basic teachings of the church. Um, We also have new videos in our A Catholic Perspective series, which is looking at some of our favorite TV, movies, that sort of thing, uh, through a Catholic lens from a Catholic worldview. Two of our newest videos there are I Tackled Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, my thoughts on that movie, and Good Old Morbius. That was for Spooky Season, so we hope that you guys can check out those today. A bunch of great stuff, too, as um, talks, music, all of that is at youtube.com slash Catholic. Head on over, hit subscribe, and uh, maybe watch a couple of videos. It would be truly helpful for us. We are closing in on that goal, and it's going to be huge for us. Whenever we get partnered, YouTube will start, start sharing our videos more to people. It helps us in the algorithm. And also, we can force Google to give uh, Forte Catholic some of its money. So, thank you guys for uh, your support on that. We are moving and cruising because of you guys, and we are almost there. So, uh, go check out the videos. Hope you enjoy them. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Donnie Boy <laughs> Sharapa. <Sure. laughs> killing me it's killing me man oh it's great i love it i love it so much uh you got to keep everybody on their toes so uh we are going to play one of our favorite games that may or may not be sacrilegious we'll let you decide uh called imitate intercess or ignore um it's a you know a popular game with uh with high school kids goes by a different name but we're not gonna play that version we're gonna play this game so we're gonna give each other a list of three saints and that person has to choose who they who in that list they want to imitate who they want to ask the intercessions of, and which of those three they are going to ignore. So I I did a good old theme for mine, Father Anthony, because uh, November, which is the month that we currently find ourselves in, mm-hmm. starts off with what good feast day for good old Catholics? All Saints Day. All Saints Day. And I texted you uh, at like 1030 at night on All Saints Day telling you that I found out what at 1030 at night. That All Saints Day is a holy day of obligation. Yeah, found out a little late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. I was real busy. I was like, well, that's a great time to find out. Uh, Anyway, I'll know for next year. I think the whole uh, not having church for two years really messes with me. (laughs) Yeah, that really has, like, because they change, like, holy days. It's it's, it's a big mess. It's a big mess. Something about Mondays and something. It was on a Tuesday, you know, like. Uh, a holy day of obligation on a Monday? Gross. Well, yeah, you like just the, went to church. Ridiculous. Yeah, the U.S. bishops say we don't have to unless it's like Christmas or something. Like, we've yeah. talked about those rules around Christmas. They um, are very silly. 
Yeah, it's just Catholicism is so weird, man. And, and yeah. most of the time I'm on top of it. Sometimes it catches me, you know? It really mm-hmm. caught me this last week. Um, but All Saints Day, I thought we'd bring back one of my favorite games, Imitate, Intercess, or Ignore. And I have a theme for mine. All of these saints that I'm going to give you are from the month of November. So people can, uh, you know, hopefully learn about some saints that you might not or uh, might not have heard of or some that you might have heard of, but you can know that you can celebrate them this month. I'm going to start with um, two of these feast days that we celebrated over the last few days. So they should be pretty high on your mind because you should have uh, celebrated a mass around them because, um, uh, you know, in, in, in your case, if you forgot about a holy day of obligation at 1030, you could just say mass for yourself. I don't have those powers. Yeah, it's so, true. It's true. Um, so two from earlier this week. St. Martin de Porras. Uh, who is one, one of my favorite saints. I went to a St. Martin de Porras uh, parish in down in the valley in Texas when I went on a mission trip. Had a really cool, cool experience there. Um, long story short about him is he was a, a, an African, not African-American, but an African guy, black guy who wanted to be um, a priest, and they said no because he was black. And then he, um, amongst other things, uh, would levitate whenever they gave him the Eucharist because they let him be the janitor at the at the monkery or whatever they call him. Um, yeah. Uh, so they finally let him in because he was floating every time he received communion. Um, St. Charles Borromeo, November 4th, who's the patron saint of? Two seminaries? St- uh, maybe. Stomach issues. That's why I know him. Oh, okay. um, And then St. Cecilia is on November 22nd, patron saint of music, virgin martyr. Um, so of those three, which one are you? Ugh. do you want to imitate? Which one do you want to intercede for you? And which one are you going to ignore? Oh, oh man. Those are three really good saints. So I think, I know. um, imitate is going to be, uh, St. Charles Borromeo. Um, because if I remember correctly, he was, he was a great reformer, uh, in the church. And, uh, I don't know if what you think, but I feel like the church could use some reform nowadays. That's the vibe I'm getting. Like we could be doing a better job. There's so that word that, again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so, uh, for him, absolutely. Also, I just remember one seminarian when I was in seminary calling him St. Charles Borromeo, and uh, that's just stuck in my brain forever. He's St. Charles Borromeo. Borromeo anyway, and uh, Berjuliet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Borromeo. Okay. Uh, oof. I'm going to have uh, St. M- oh, man. If I say... <laughs> I can't I, say... I, I want St. If I'll be canceled <laughs> if I say St. Martin, I'm going to ignore. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's... Remember our first segment that didn't go right. well. And yeah. uh, remember the thing that you said you didn't care about at all. <laughs> and she's yeah. the patron saint of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> See, this gonna, is why this I, game is a trap. You know what? I'm just going to go for it. I just know more about St. Cecilia than I, say, than I do um, St. Martin de Porres. And I think her feast day – is she a feast? I think Martin de Porres is only – a memorial. I think he's an optional memorial, so I'm going to ignore him. I think Saint Cecilia has a higher feast day, so I'm going to ask her sure. to intercede so, for me. So you're you're. Uh, what's very funny about this? I'm not going to yes. say the thing that people think that I'm going to say, but what yeah. I am going to say is that you said that Saint Charles Borromeo is a great reformer, and yeah. yet you find yourself ignoring Saint Martin de Porres, just like all the clerics did in his famous story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm going to get canceled eventually. Let's do it. Let's do it here on Forte Catholic, on Catholic yeah. Forte. Dot Catholic com Forte, backslash yeah. travel to you places. Can't, you can't get canceled when no one knows how to get here. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you have you have a set for me. I do, I do, and I picked this theme out of much discernment prayer. Uh, basically, you said, uh, "Hey, 
uh, Father Anthony, just just do October Saints. I said, that sounds great. So this one's going to be fun. So what you're saying is you don't pray about what you say on this show? Uh, no. On this show, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. I barely think about the show. I barely think about the words I'm saying as I'm saying them on the show. Uh, There's no is, reflection. It is so clear. <laughs> right? <laughs> pray about the show. Anyway, um, let's do the Archangels. St. Okay. Michael, who is like God, taking out Satan. St. Gabriel, the one who brought the message to Mary. And St. Raphael, the guy who cleared, cured someone's poopy eyeball. Uh, who who's, Are you going to imitate? Who are you going to intercede? Ask to intercede and who are you going to ignore out of the archangels? Um, I mean, I say the St. Michael prayer before I go to sleep every single night because I don't mm. want bad dreams and to see demons. And I've said that every night uh, since I was like 14 years old. So I'm yeah. going to have St. Michael intercede for me because I feel like Good if call. I miss it one time, the demons will wake me up. Um, <laughs> I'm very superstitious about that prayer. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to imitate. Um, I'm going to imitate St. Raphael. St. Okay. Raphael, as you like to call him for some weird reason. Um, I mean, he's, how you pronounce he's, it. That's cool. Uh, Calabunga. Uh, he's, he's clearly Raphael. Uh, <laughs> Raphael. So uh, I'm going to imitate him because I love the story of him, like, you know, ha- clearing somebody's eyesight through bird poop. I mean, I feel like that, that's just how I do ministry. So I want to imitate that. I want to imitate everything about what, what St. Raphael does. Okay. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore St. Gabriel. Because I feel like he just like came in, said a few words, and then bounced. Like I mean, like what I, I mean, the words that he said were, I mean, I guess pretty cool. Like, hey, <laughs> God's gonna become human. Like it, it, I mean, he had his moment, right? But he had yeah. his fifteen seconds of fame, and like I said in the last segment, I want to build something that's that lasts a little bit longer, um, and not just like show up and confuse a fourteen year old girl and then leave. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> describe an angel's job poorly (laughs) i don't think it was poorly at all i I think it's pretty accurate okay mary's like what does this mean gabriel don't worry about it okay he's like he's like a like a robot like you don't you can't ask it questions it just has its message alexa what does that mean she's just like "I, i don't know what you mean i can only say the answers that i've been given I think Gabriel makes an appearance in the book of Daniel. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, your turn. Give me, give me okay. some saints. All right. November 10th, which is obviously mm. the feast day of. Uh, that saint that some people like. St. Leo the Great. St. Oh. Leo the Great is from the 5th century. Yes. He, he's he's famous, famous for his confrontation with Attila the Hun. You mentioned, you mentioned somebody along those lines earlier, didn't you? Genghis Khan, Genghis like Khan, the yeah, yeah, spiritual successor of Attila. <laughs> Attila the Hun, he was coming to to sack and pillage uh, Rome. I'm glad he didn't because uh, our trip would next year would suck. Um, but uh, Saint Leo the Great walked out to him and essentially threw words. He's like, "Hey, you don't want to do this. This is God's city." And, and Attila's like, "Okay," and he leaves. Right? <laughs> um, saint Martin of Tours is the next day on November 11th, the patron saint of the military. He gave a beggar half of his cloak because a beggar was asking for for you know, it was cold. He gave him half of his cloak, and that beggar turned out to be Jesus. And then Saint, I mean, I mean appearing as Jesus, like it wouldn't two thousand years ago. Was, you know, yeah, sometime yeah, between yeah. now and then. Um, and then Saint Francis Xavier Cabrini, one Ooh. that like, I mean, 
I've never heard of. I mean, I, let's just put it this way. I've heard of St. Francis. I've heard of St. Xavier and I've heard of St. Cabrini. I just didn't know that St. Cabrini could have three St. Names, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so three whole St. Names. November 11th is her feast day. She immigrated to the United States and started schools, hospitals, orphanages. She's the patron saint of immigrants. So St. Leo the Great, St. Martin of Tours, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, imitate, intercess, ignore. Okay, so I, you know what? I'm just really prejudiced against uh, Martins. So I'm just going to ignore uh, St. Martin Torres. Like, just go away. I don't care about you. Um, I want... Uh, that, that's, uh, not, that's not that's St. Not Martin's brother. It's St. Martin of Torres, not the Torres. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Goodbye. If your name's Martin, don't care about you. Just going to... Martin Luther has his name oh, is Martin too. Mm. Yes, but so is Martin Luther King. So I'm seeing a theme pop up. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like trying to turn this into a joke and you brought it back to anyway. Uh let's I want Francis Xavier Cabrini to pray for me, uh to intercede okay. for me, because I like it when nuns intercede for me. I feel like their prayers, even when they're in heaven, are just better. Um and then uh uh Leo the Great's pretty cool. Um and he's great, so I I'm I want to be great, so I'm gonna I'm gonna imitate his greatness. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, I, I feel like you just need to um, stand out in front of your uh, the door to your big fancy church. You can't come in here. You, you <laughs> can't come in here to like cars passing by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right, uh, we have Saint Jude the Apostle, also known as the patron saint of lost causes. And we make sure in scripture that he's definitely, definitely, definitely not Judas. That's why we change his name a little bit. Uh, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, which I always mess up her last name, but she's the lady who started the whole um, devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. And then John Paul II, one of the newest saints, uh, and he was Polish and he was the Pope and a uh, pretty nice guy. So I hear. Who, are, who do you want to intercede for you? Who are you going to imitate? Who are you going to ignore? Okay, who is the first one again? The first one is St. Jude the Apostle, patron saint of lost causes. Definitely not Judas. Okay, St. Jude, St. John Paul II, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. I'm going to ignore St. Margaret Mary Alacoque because I feel like she came up with the devotion to the Sacred Heart, like, way too late. Like, <laughs> Jesus' heart was sacred from the get-go, and she's just yeah. like... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that this is uh, that his that Jesus's heart is sacred. It's like that's not news. Like that's I I, I don't know what you want me to do there. Right? It was like she was flipping through like the devotions. She, like, I need to come up with a devotion. Like wait, nobody took this one. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, uh, remind me of the first one again. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Saint Jude. Saint Jude. Um, I want. Here's the thing. <laughs> Yeah. I have an in interesting thoughts about St. Jude. I'm going to have, I want to imitate St. John, John Paul II. I think he did great for evangelization. I think he was very, he did great for youth ministry. He did great for the world. He fought against communists. And, uh, you know, like, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to fight against communists, but I, I just think the way that he was, uh, he was able to share the faith strongly, but lovingly is, is, is something that I would like to imitate. Um, I'm going to have St. Jude intercede for me because of the obvious joke. <laughs> like, you, know, you are lost cause right but i can't imitate him and this one's not really even his fault mm -hmm. but again like you don't like martin because of other martins associated right the fact that saint jude's hospital is a hospital for kids with cancer oh no yeah thus insinuating that they're hopeless causes 
Oh, like hmm. I hate that so much, and I've hated it for years. Like we have a St. Jude's in Houston that's really you know, popular and yeah. like good. It's like the best place. Like if, if a kid has cancer, it's like the best place to go. Like we have uh, kids from our community. We have kids from the community that I grew up in that went to St. Jude's and have been healed. Right. But I hate the fact that it's just like, hey, you're a hopeless cause. Come on in. No, that's not the message that I want coming in. So I'm going to ask for his intercession, intercession, but I'm not going to imitate that at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm what? be and nice to people. And I, ki- I kind of get it. I kind of get it. That's <laughs> yeah. OK. All right. Last one for me to you. OK. All right. Let's do it. Um, uh, we might have some bias here in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one is St. Albert the Great. <laughs> you like great. Yeah. Uh, 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 he's, he's among the first great natural scientists. He was great at math, physics, and chemistry. He made a lot of breakthroughs there. Um, he advanced human rationale for, pa- for faith and is the patron saint of scientists. His feast, feast is on November 15th. St. Albert the Great. The next one, St. Andrew, who's a, originally a disciple of Jabap. Uh, he's the one that Jesus asked, who do you seek? Uh, and then Jesus, you know, uh, who, who do you seek? And then Jesus told him that he would be a fisher of men. So he's the patron saint of fishermen, which is hilarious because he's he told him he's going to patron saint, of, you know, be a fisher of men. And now he's the patron of men fishing for fish. Um, November 30th, St. Andrew. Full circle. Yeah. And then... Our Lady of Seven Joys. I didn't Ooh. know this existed. November 13th, the Seven Joys of Our of our Lady, the opposite of the popular devotion, our, our Lady of Seven Sorrows, the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Birth of Our Lord, the Adoration of Jesus by the Magi, the Finding of the Child Jesus in the Temple, the Resurrection of the Lord, and the Assumption of Mary uh, in body and soul into heaven. So your three options are St. Albert the Great, St. Andrew the Apostle, and Our Lady of Seven Joys. Oh, it's good. So um, I like St. Albert the Great because like in Latin, it's Albertus Magnus. And that just sounds awesome. He's also he's also uh, uh, he goes to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, he does. Albertus <laughs> Magnus goes to Hogwarts for sure. He also was the teacher of um, uh, Aqu- Tom- oh. Thomas Aquinas, who went to uh, was a Gryffindor, obviously. Or he'd be a Hufflepuff. I feel like I think he'd be a Hufflepuff. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I like him. St. Andrew's really intense. I, I think he was the apostle who was uh, skinned alive. Um, and there's some really cool statues of him just holding his own skin, which is weird. Um, okay, so Our Lady's going to intercede for me. skin right now, but it's just... Yeah, but like muscles. holding... You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Our Lady of Seven Joys, I want Mary to intercede for me. Absolutely. There's Imitating her, that's way too hard. But having her intercede for me, maybe bringing some more joy. Love it. And then uh, I'm not. I'm gonna ignore Saint Albert because I I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to learn more. I'm done learning. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll try to imitate uh, Saint Andrew and be a better fisher of men because that's part of my job is to bring men and women to Jesus. There you go. And again, I I like this game a lot. People could say it's sacrilegious to say that we're ignoring saints, but I learned about Our Lady of Seven Joys. I never prep for this show. I don't do any mental prep, and I clearly don't pray about it. Like I just have (laughs) thoughts, and I write them down on my phone, and they come out. But I did actual research for this. I looked up like November Saints. It took me time, and I learned about Our Lady of Seven Joys. And it pisses me off that nobody talks about it, because all I've heard about my entire life was Our Lady of Seven Sorrows. And Catholics, you can be joyful. It's okay. Hey, you can be free. joyful about seven different things. <laughs> That's so exciting. It's so great. Okay, final one. Oh, I have to give you one. You sure do. Let's see. 
Who you have do to give I... me the three saints that I gave you that you can pretend that you're giving to me. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't have any other saints written down. Uh, okay. Um, let's do saints I talked about. Um, have you done three already? I did three. No. Did three yes. Saints. Archangels, Therese of Lisieux, and... Uh... You didn't do the Therese of Lisieux. <laughs> oh, I didn't do that. I skipped that one. <laughs> I did the prep for you. <laughs> you did. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Saint Therese of Lisieux. Ignore. We all know her uh, as the little flower. Everyone knows her. Saint Francis of Assisi, whose dead body you're going to see, or sort of see, or anyway, go to this church. And then uh, Saint Faustina, um, who uh, popularized the devotion of the Divine Mercy, Polish lady. Who are you going to imitate? Who are you going to ask to intercede for you? Who are you going to ignore? I'm going to ignore St. Teresa Lisieux. I have gone off multiple times on the show how I think it's absolutely insane that she is the patron saint of missionaries when she never went anywhere. She famously stayed in one place and just prayed. That's a very holy thing to do, but you shouldn't be the patron saint of missionaries. Uh, there are people who like went hundreds of thousands of miles and got skinned alive, and she's just like sitting in her bunk bed. I, it makes me so angry. You don't know that. Um, St. Francis yeah. of Assisi, I'm going to imitate him by walking in his footsteps in about seven Yay. months, hopefully with a lot of listeners. <laughs> Fortacatholic.com slash travel. Come to Rome and, and Assisi yeah. in Tuscany with us. And I'm going to ask for the intercession of St. Faustina uh, because of the, the Divine Mercy. Uh, I, I've, I've loved the Divine Mercy Chaplet for a while, primarily mm. because you can use a rosary and look like you're praying a rosary, but it takes about a tenth of the time. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the right answer. Uh, but also, it's like, you know, I, people could ask. It's like, oh, why are you loving the Divine Mercy whenever you, like, were, were dogging on the Sacred Heart, uh, when the Sacred Heart was so obvious? I think oh. so many Catholics don't understand the mercy of God. So I think the emphasis on God's Divine Mercy is so incredibly important and not just being like, Jesus is hard as holy. Like, you know, like, it's more of a, my experience of, <laughs> of receiving mercy from God. So I, I would think like you can use that me. voice to make any devotion sound silly, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus is merciful. Oh, oh, oh Jesus, receive Jesus in body, blood, soul, and divinity. Oh, oh Mary's got, she's got seven whole joys. <laughs> <laughs> I had eight yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Uh, coming oh, full circle to sacrilege. I guess. Yeah, I'm about to say, we're going to call that my sacrilege voice. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a show. We sure did it. We it's, did. It's, it's complete. And um, yeah, this might line up, uh, you know, it might line up very well with that one star review that we got. I enjoyed myself a lot. I'm just not sure if the audience is going to. <laughs> yeah, at this point, doesn't matter. This is what they get. At this point, the, the 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 if you stuck around this far, you have to come to Italy with us. Fortagathing.com slash travel. I'm Taylor Stroll. That is Danny Sharapa. I'll be back next week. He'll be back next month. See ya! <laughs>guys for watching and listening today we hope that you enjoyed this very exhilarating and chaotic episode if you did please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening and you know what share with a friend man like if 
who needs this episode? Who wants to hear a layperson and a, and a priest um, argue and bicker and uh, laugh for throughout a little over an hour? Um, maybe, maybe some of your friends do. Share it on your socials. Uh, text it to somebody. Um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you're mad at your parents. Want to give them some penance? Send on the show, man. We hope that they enjoyed it as you did. Uh, so thanks, and we'll see you very, very soon. Love you.